0: Hey, welcome to 2022, everybody. Who would have thought that this year would have been as crazy as it was? We even lost Betty White, right, this past year? But I'm going to tell you today, 10 things that I learned in 2021, right after this. Warning, applying these principles may change your life. People will look at you differently. You'll walk straighter, live bolder, and find out who you are. This is the Manlyhood Mancast. Here's your host, Josh Atcher. Welcome back to the Manlyhood Mancast. I'm your host, Josh Hatcher. And listen, today's episode is going to be a highlight reel of all the things that I learned in 2021. But let me tell you something. 2022 is a new year. And I know a lot of people will give you all kinds of lines about new year, new me. And it's a new year. It's a fresh start. Listen, every day is a fresh start. So if for some reason you're listening to this in June guess what? Tomorrow, today, you can have a fresh start. It's a good thing. We can all have that. All right. So don't ever think that your perspective has to be tied to the Gregorian calendar. It doesn't. We get to choose when things are new, when things are fresh and when we can learn things. But at the same time, there is something about reflecting at the start of a new year on the things you've learned and on setting goals and things like that. Listen, if you need help setting goals, if you want to have a plan to help you uh, move forward with your life and break it down step by step, I've got just the thing for you. If you go to manlyhood.com store, you're going to see uh, a resource that I have called Change Your Life in a Year. And there's a book, and there's a workbook. And I want you to get both. Because what it does is the book walks you through the process of what it means to set a goal, what it means to change your mindsets, and how to do that. And then the workbook will give you literally, step by step, how to break down your goals. And there will be a sheet for each week of the year. And you can use this to block out your year. This is the same method that I used when I drastically changed my life. And you know what? It's time to do it again because I've fallen off the wagon on some things. So if you want to do this with me, if you want to be a part of it, grab this book. It's called Change Your Life in a Year. And you can get it at manlyhood.com store. I'll also include a link here in the show notes. If you go to Amazon, you can find the book and the workbook as well. But please grab a copy of that and let's do this thing. Let's make the next year, whether you're listening to this in January, or whether you're listening to this two, three years from now, I don't even care. Let's make today the start of something new for you. So let's get into the things that I learned in first thing, and I think most of us learned this, is that crap happens. (laughs) And this year had its share of crap. And I don't just mean for everybody, but it did happen for everybody, going through all of the junk. If you really look at the year 2021, from the stuff that happened on January 6th, regardless of your political persuasion, that was a mess, right? All of the constant barrage of News media telling us what to think and what to believe. All of the constant um, ridiculousness that is our American political system, completely leveled by incompetence. Completely leveled by incompetence. And, or at worst, nefarious people. That could be what's behind it as well. I haven't quite made up my mind. But I will say, at least incompetence. On top of that, we've had coronavirus. And whether or not you believe that it's a scam or whatever, there's definitely things that are real about it. I know people that have had it. In fact, I've had it. (laughs) And there is a whole lot of nonsense that you're going to hear back and forth. And it makes life ridiculous. We've lost all kinds of people in this past year. And that could be blamed on either the virus itself, or it could be blamed on the fact that our healthcare system is a shambles and was a shambles before all of this. And I have known so many good and wonderful and awesome people die. This year had a lot of crap. And crap happens. This isn't something new to me. This isn't something I'm just learning this year, but I think this year showed it to a degree that I had never seen it before. And it was painful. And that's just some of the crap, because you know what? My family went through some very intense personal hurt and some very intense and real personal struggles that my family went through, that I went through, that my wife went through, that my children went through. And it was very difficult for us this year. The other things that everybody dealt with, that we have all dealt with, that only made things harder. But what I've learned is that crap happens. This is life. It doesn't mean that we have to roll over and take it when life decides to kind of rip everything out from underneath us. But what we do have to do is recognize and understand that things happen that are bad. Things happen that are beyond our control. And sometimes what we have to do is deal with it. Sometimes what we have to do is learn to grieve the losses. And those losses, when we think of grief, we think of death, we think of losing a loved one. But there have been so many things to grieve. We've really lost our way of life as a culture, as a society. We've really lost so much this past year. And you know what? It's okay to grieve that. And then we have to process it. We have to understand it. We have to work through it. We have to pick up the pieces. And that's hard. Is this something new and revelatory? No. But I think that as men... We have to learn that when we accept that bad things will come sometimes, that bad things will happen even to good people sometimes, when we can accept that, then we can actually deal with the crap. The next thing is this. If you don't set goals for your life, life will roll over you. I talked about this a little bit earlier when I talked about my book, change your life in a year, which I do highly recommend you get the book in the workbook. You know, when I wrote that book, it was an experiment. I actually tried this. I said, you know what? I'm going to do, I'm going to have the best year ever. And I started in June on D-Day, I wrote a blog post about it. And you know what? I changed my life drastically. It was before my father passed away, but I dug in whole hog. I said, I'm not going to be the same person anymore. And you know what? I lost a hundred pounds that year from June to June. I wrote several books that year. I accomplished so many things because I set goals, I broke them down into smaller steps, and then I made the discipline of doing them every day. You know what? This year, actually, it started after my dad died, so my dad died in the middle of that year for me, and I pushed through because I was in drive mode. And grief didn't really hit me right away. The grief of losing my dad. And when the grief did hit me, and it's been three years now, three years now this month. And the grief didn't hit me right away. And when it started to hit me, uh, it was after I had my year in. It was about six months in. And I hit lots of situations in life, crap that happened. I needed surgery. I had uh, a heart attack. <laughs> I had um, all kinds of problems in my life. And so I stopped being disciplined. I stopped following the plan. In fact, that discipline, for me, it had to start with a goal. So I didn't set my goals in 2020. And I didn't set my goals in 2021. And you know what? I've gained some weight. I've been depressed. I've struggled. Now, I will say throughout this year, I have set some goals and I have worked towards those goals. And you guys have seen that. You know, uh, as of this date that I'm recording this, the podcast is almost at 75,000 listens. That's amazing, that's amazing. 75,000 listens on our podcast. And that doesn't include the YouTube stream and that doesn't include a few other uh, avenues that we have out there, but that's huge, that's huge. Um, so I have had some goals I said we're going to do this We're going to put out this podcast And we're going to make it work And I'm going to do interviews And I'm going to do two episodes a week And if I need to take a break I'll take a break But we're going to really hammer this And you know what? I saw results So yes, I set some goals And I saw results But you know what? I didn't set the goals All of the goals that I needed to And then the places that I didn't I have suffered My mental health has suffered My spiritual life has been A little bit diminished My um, My health has not been where it needs to be and I have nobody to blame but myself because I didn't start with a good goal in mind so 2022 here we go we're in this now so I'm working on that we're gonna set some goals it doesn't have to be a New Year's resolution that's dumb because they don't stick so I'm actually gonna take the month of January to work on my goals and then we'll start them we'll start working on them and we're gonna make it happen But if you don't set those goals and break them down into chunks and then build the discipline, you know what happens? All those things that happen, the crap that we learned happened, happens to you and you don't recover. You don't move ahead because you have no goals. You have no discipline. You have nothing to fall back on. I know that because that's happened to me. Yeah, I said some success. I was able to interview some amazing guests. I was able to do some awesome things for my podcast. I was able to do pretty well at work. We had a really good year at the day job. Um, But did I succeed in all of the areas that I wanted to? Nope. And that brings me to the next thing, which is really, and this is important, and it's not to excuse the lack of goals or the lack of progress, but. You also have to know, and this is something I learned, you can't do everything at once. A part of me wants to be Superman and set all of the goals in the world that I know that I need. I can look at my life and I'm my worst critic. I see everything. You know, people look at my life and they're like, Man, he doesn't even know how fat he is, or he doesn't even know how bad of a job he's doing. Like they can everybody else can critique and criticize so easily. But I'm my own worst critic. I've already picked it all apart. I've picked it all apart. I've uh, said the hurtful things to myself, realized that the saying of those things does nothing, and I've moved forward with my life, which is what we need to do. But I am my own worst critic, and I see the blind spots, and I see the mistakes. Sometimes I make excuses for them because I'm as human as you are. But for the most part, here we're at. Here's where we're at, and you know what? The honest to goodness truth is you cannot work on every part of your life at the same time. I heard Dave Ramsey describe it as like a big wheel. You have the wheel of life, and you can pay attention to the part of your life that's right in front of you as that wheel is turning. So you tweak it, and you send it on its way, and then you tweak the next thing, and you send it on its way, and it works great if you can keep things in motion, let momentum carry them around, and keep working on those things as they're in front of you. What doesn't work is if you don't work on one of them when it's time, and then that wheel comes to a screeching halt and it stops, and it doesn't move forward. So, you can't work on everything at once. You can't do everything all the time. But we can focus on what's right in front of us, and we can be looking ahead for when the opportunity comes to work on it again. And we can build disciplines, small disciplines, that we can manage every day to keep that wheel of life turning. The next thing I learned, and this is incredibly personal, I learned that your wife needs you to be able to hear her emotional struggles and needs. I learned this the hard way. I am an analytical person and I am an emotional person. I'm a creative person. I tend to find avenues and outlets for my emotions. You know, I'll use poetry or music or creativity or something. Even sometimes this podcast gives me a a way to channel and focus and give attention to my emotions and to deal with things. But, and I deal with them and I move on. But And I try to make my decisions not based on the emotion, but based on the logic. And the honest truth is, my wife was having some emotional struggles, And when she would talk to me about it, I just said, well, here's how you fix it. Because I could always see the solution. And you know what it did is it actually pushed her farther away. Because she didn't feel she could trust me. She didn't need someone to fix. She didn't need someone to be frustrated that she was sad again. Or someone to be frustrated with her for being angry again. What she needed was, you know, in my mind I'm thinking, why can't you get your emotions under control? And the honest to goodness truth is that What she needed was a friend, a partner, a husband, a lover, someone who was willing to just listen and not judge and not solve. And as I did that, we have grown much closer. Our relationship went through a very difficult season in this past year, 2021. As she was growing into her new position, at the church, and as I'm trying to learn how to support that while also recognizing my role as the spiritual leader of our home and trying to find that balance, um, I didn't do the best job at it. I would get very frustrated when she needed extra time to work through something, or I would take it personal when she was hurt by something that I had nothing to do with, but I would be frustrated or hurt by her emotion. I was afraid of her emotion. What I needed to do is I needed to just listen. And I need to be okay with listening. And I'm learning that. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I think I'm getting the hang of it a little better than I was in 2021. And it was definitely a hard journey for us. And this brings me to the next lesson that I learned in 2021, which is that the reason that you have a hard time listening to someone else's emotional struggles is because you probably have emotional struggles and they go deep. And that's the honest truth. I realized, guys, that part of the reason I was threatened by my wife's emotions were because of my own issues that I needed to deal with. If she was upset, I had frameworks in my mind that told me what that meant. From my own childhood, from my own upbringing, from my own uh, experiences. And some of those were based on lies. Some of those were based on untruths or unhealthy people that I had in my life at different places. And you know what? So here I am trying to respond to my wife's needs. And I don't know how, because I'm threatened by her emotion. Because I don't know what to do with my own emotion. What I thought was working to express that emotion, guess what? I wasn't being disciplined to use the channels I have to express that emotion. But I also hadn't really ever got to the root of it. And this year, I spent a lot of time working through some of those roots. Getting down deep, all the, like, all the way back to early memories. Things that I learned as a kid, things I believed, things that were told to me. And I've done a lot of this work before, guys. I've done a lot of this work before about all kinds of different things. And here's the thing, and this is the kicker. I will probably be doing this kind of work for the rest of my life. You will always run into places in your life that need some emotional healing. You don't get healed all at once. Not all those wounds, not all those words that people said to you, or those things that happened to you, or those things that you learned by default. Not all of them just clean up all of a sudden one day when you become a man, and you become tough enough to not let it bother you. Yeah, that doesn't work that way. And I learned that this year. I think I thought that I had solved a lot of that, that it wouldn't be an issue for me anymore. And you know what? There were things that I never really understood or realized that really were and I had a lot of forgiving people to do, and I had a lot of reframing and understanding my past to do so that I could be whole enough to care about and love and help and lead the people in my life. Willing to bet it's the same for a lot of you guys. (laughs) Wow, this is getting really personal, isn't it? Hopefully, uh, my struggles are helping you to see some things. Um, Hopefully they help you see some things in yourself. And if they do, listen, I would be glad to talk to you about it further. Hop into the Manlyhood Man Cave on Facebook. I know the guys there would be willing to unpack and talk about these things with you. Not just me, but any of the guys. If it's too personal and you just want to shoot me an email, you can do that. Or a message on social media, you can do that. I'd be glad to talk to you. I'm not a therapist, but I'd be glad to point you in the right direction if you need some help. Uh, I also might just be like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help you with that. But here's somebody who might. So let me know. Another thing I learned this year, guys, this one was very difficult as well. I learned my shortcomings and my failures as a dad. You know, my kids went through some difficult things this past year in 2021. And in several instances, I saw and realized and understood where if I had done my job better, they wouldn't have gone through that hardship. Or I realized that while they were just going through the same kind of crap that everybody goes through, I had a shortcoming because even if they were an adult, I didn't know how to help them because I was a mess. And I saw a lot of the words that I had implanted into their life when they were younger. I saw a lot of those things reflected in the behaviors and the attitudes and the things that happened in their life this past year. And I realized, yeah, I'm not perfect and I screwed up a lot of stuff. So I think I think I started this this year. I don't know if I've done it as much as I need to. So I, uh, 2022 is probably going to be my year of trying to make some of those things right. Making sure that my kids know the truth about how I feel about them. That I love them unconditionally. And that they matter to me and that I've got their back no matter what. Even when they do something stupid, even when they mess up, I'm here for them. And I will always be here for them to point them in the right direction. That I love them. (laughs) That they make me proud. Yeah. I definitely saw some shortcomings because I don't think I said those things enough. So I've got some work to do. Now this one is probably not quite as personal, but I know it affects so many of us, and it's this, be careful who you trust. That's something that I learned this year. Be careful who you trust. Because there are a million sources out there telling us everything that is supposed to be quote unquote true and accurate or fact. And when you've got two people with what seems like good credentials saying opposite things, somebody's lying. And what's happening right now in our country, in our world, is people are just choosing to believe the one of those two people that they like the best, whose truth or facts, there's air quotes around those, by the way, represent what they already believe. And that's not working at all. Unfortunately, that means that there may be times when we have to say, I don't know exactly what's going on. It may be times when you hear the news and you have to say, I don't agree with what they're saying, so I need to research it more. And you research more. But always hold those conclusions with a grain of salt. Because... I am convinced that there's a lot of people who lie to us for a lot of reasons. All the way down to even the podcasts that you follow and listen to, right? Like this one, you're listening to me, right? Be careful trusting me. Don't take my word for anything. For goodness sake, if I say something that resonates, test it. Prove it, look into it, research it, ask questions. Don't just accept it as gospel truth unless you dig in. It's the same with anybody. There are leaders in this quote-unquote men's movement who are charging 99 bucks a month for a course on masculinity while simultaneously making gay porn. And allowing their wives to sleep with other people. Yeah, that's happening. So you should be careful who you trust. If uh, a guru or a, or a leader or an influencer ever comes into your path and tells you this is what's true, and what you need to believe, guess what? Look into it and see if it makes sense. Don't ever take their word for it just because they said it. If someone proves themselves trustworthy, okay, then you can trust them a little bit more. But you can't just trust someone because they say you should trust them. The only person that I believe that you should trust wholeheartedly is Jesus, to be honest with you. I think that people are going to let you down. And I'm not saying you should never trust. I'm just saying, be careful. You guys, this past year, I've also learned... That men are literally dying and starving for leadership and direction and guidance. I've seen so many men that I know who have died of suicide, who have died of drug overdose, who have almost died because of those things, who have lived in fear, not leaving their house. Because they're afraid of uh, a cold. I understand and I get that there are reasons to be afraid, but I, I, I don't think that they're ever meant to just make you live in that kind of fear. At least they shouldn't be. I understand that life is dark, but you should never end it just because it's dark. I understand that you're hurting and that that next pill or that next snort or whatever makes the pain go away. But it doesn't last and it can kill you. Men, you need to get connected to a group of brothers who have your back, who push you towards sober living, who push you towards real life, who push you towards courage. Who give you a reason to hang on. We are all starving for it in a culture that has told us that it's irrelevant and tries to slap it down now. When a real man steps up and takes lead, people try to just slap it down and say, No, that's patriarchy. Nonsense. Nonsense the best thing that you can do for your manhood and your life is to get around a group of brothers. Real men who have your back. And if you don't have it, find it. Learn how to find it. This is a good starting place. We're here to help you start that. The next lesson that I've learned in 2021 is that Unlike the comic books in the movies, when one sense starts to dull, the others don't necessarily get stronger. <laughs> you know, um, I noticed shortly after the start of the year, when I first contracted COVID, I started having a loss of vision. And I went to the eye doctor, they checked my eyes, they gave me new glasses. And then she said, if there's any more problems in six months, call me. And I noticed within a week that it kept getting worse so I thought it might be COVID related but I wasn't sure so I was basically going blind and I went back into the doctor and I said hey I can't see I'm having some big issues and she said let's take a look and uh, they were able to get some answers and I've got cataracts growing in my eyes now they ruled out You know, my blood sugar, even though I'm overweight, my blood sugar isn't a problem. It's not diabetes or anything like that as far as they can tell. So they're pretty sure that it's just, especially because I'm younger, that it's just genetic. Uh, And so they're making steps to work towards surgery. There's a couple complications with my eyes and the way my eyes work that are making them a little bit cautious. But we're working towards surgery. Now, surgery means I will be able to see without Glasses after they'll have to replace the lens when they take out the cataracts. So, for me at 43 years old, this is a little bit scary because every day my eyesight gets a little bit cloudier and cloudier. No, my sense of hearing did not necessarily get any better, and my sense of smell did not get any better, and I did not become like Daredevil. No, actually, I have fallen down more and run into more things. My knuckles are always bloody because I'll be walking down the hall, and I don't recognize how close I am to things, and I'll swing my arms, and I'll, like, swipe up against something and split my knuckles open. So, yes... This might seem like a weird thing to learn, and it might not be applicable to everybody, but it's true. The comic books are lying. Your other senses don't necessarily get stronger when one of them starts to diminish. The tenth thing that I learned, guys, in 2021, and this is something that I've kind of always known, but it was definitely reinforced to me over and over and over again, and that is this. Love is the most powerful force on the planet love I believe that love is a choice it's not a feeling, it's not something you fall into or fall out of, love is a choice and it's not just something reserved for a husband and wife there's brotherly love there's love for God there's love of nature, there's love uh, for your fellow man and I have watched people's lives be transformed because someone took the time to love them I'm connected with a bunch of guys who uh, are in a sober living home. So these are addicts, drug addicts, alcoholics, who are mostly drug addicts, who are out of rehab, getting jobs, entering society, and they just need a place to stay where they can stay clean. And it's an extra level of accountability in their life. And I watched as the guy that's kind of heading this thing up started to invite People from the community to go to their house, the sober living house, on Sunday nights for dinner, for Sunday dinner. And I saw guys whose lives were broken, who had nothing left. Men whose pasts were harder than mine ever could have imagined being, who turned to drugs to try to get by and went through unimaginable horrors through that process. And now here they are, clean, changing their life. And the thing that's making the biggest impact for them is the fact that there is a small group of people who intentionally love them and cook a meal for them and bring them socks for Christmas and laugh at their silly jokes and play board games with them and just care. And some others who radically give and support and help and coach and all of the things they do because they love. And you guys, I've seen this proven true in so many places. I've seen it in my own family. There's times when I wanted to be angry, but instead I chose love. And love made a difference. There's times when I deserved to be pushed away, cast aside, and let go and ignored but instead people chose to love me and it lifted me up I know that it's uncomfortable for men to talk about love and it shouldn't be I'm telling you right now love can change the world love can change lives so it's time to embrace it It's time to live it. It's time to walk in it. You want 2022 to be the best year ever? How about you just want your whole life to change anyway? Start by giving and receiving real, true, authentic love for people. Anyway, guys, that's what I wanted to share with you today. That's what I have learned here as I have left 2021 behind and entered a new year. I hope it uh, resonates with you. I hope there's things that you can learn, things you can apply. Love you guys, and appreciate you. And I'll see you next time. If you want to be a better man, check out our website, manlyhood.com, for blogs, videos, and more from our Manlyhood team. And you can also join our private Facebook group, Manlyhood Man Cave, where you can meet up with a band of brothers who will challenge you and help you on your journey of manhood. This episode is produced by Hatcher Media for manlyhood.com. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you're listening to the show. Tune in again for more of the Manlyhood Mancast.